Hilda. And I'm Steph. And you are listening to Saturday Night High, the, I almost said the musical, the podcast where we get stoned and talk about Saturday Night Live. I, so I've been smoking only Indicas recently, and I just smoked a sativa, and I think that's why I wanted to say musical as opposed to podcast. So that went great. (laughs) And I would also like to take a moment to say listener discretion is advised as we talk about adult themes in this show and also our drug use. Should we? Should we get into it? Yeah. This was season one, episode nine, and um, it aired January 10th, 1976. The host was Elliot Gould and the musical guest was Anne-Marie. For those of you who don't know who Elliot Gould is, he is the older flamboyant guy with huge glasses from Oceans 11, 12, and 13. But here, he was young Elliot Gould, obviously. The episode started off, the cold open was the Dead String Quartet, which is exactly what it sounds like. They were um, a string quartet, and they were dead, and... uh, (laughs) They started from the, the left to the right. They started to just slide in their chairs until the person all the way on the right, who is Chevy Chase, falls off his chair and off the whole stage. It looked really dangerous. Yeah, it looked like a three or four foot drop. And honestly, I now kind of understand why people enjoyed the Pratt Falls, because while I don't think they're funny, every week I get to tune in and see how Chevy Chase is going to try to kill himself this week. So it's like, and maybe that's just because I don't like Chevy Chase, but I don't know. I guess, I guess I'll, I'll continue to enjoy it. Sure. Yeah, he's really taken some some hard hits to his body. Yeah. And then we went into the monologue, which was... Elliot Gould kind of like tap dancing and singing along to an old show tune. Paul Schaefer was playing the piano. It was very strange. I know that it's a variety show, but like, uh, it's like, cool, you have that talent. Great. It was, yeah, just really kind of weird. And I didn't know, like, no, it wasn't like funny. It was just kind of okay. And then they started this, um, that became a reoccurring bit throughout the episode that I didn't particularly love. No. It, the premise of the recurring bit is Gilda Radner has hooked up with Elliot Gould the night prior and she is like, oh my God, I had such a wonderful time. I meant everything I said. And she keeps talking and Elliot Gould's like, okay, me, me too. And then kind of throws to the next bit. It was very awkward didn't think it was necessary no just kind of weird um and then they replayed the try hard 111 ad which was pacemaker batteries and then it went to jane Curtin. she's sitting at home she's tidying or someone knocks at the door and she's tidying up and the people at the door say oh we're interior demolitionists and she's shouting up the stairs to her husband trying to ask him if he called interior demolitionists he can't hear her because he's in the shower there it's chevy chase Garrett Morris and Elliot Gould, they're kind of just throwing stuff around and wrecking the place. That was essentially the whole bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dan Aykroyd's character comes down the stairs and he's like, oh my god, get out immediately. I can't believe I'm paying you $500 an hour to do such a terrible job. This is hardly even broken. And it's like, wait, what? So, 
It was very weird. Yeah. A little weird, a little wacky, a little fun. Um, the next bit, I know you liked this one a lot. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, so the next bit, it was a group therapy session and the main person talking throughout group therapy was John Belushi's portrayal of Marlon Brando's Don Corleone from The Godfather. That was a train. Um, so it was a very good impression. Um, I, it was, you know, something. Oh, kitty. I know. Oh, you can kill the cat. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, wait, is, is Steph hurt? Is she crying? And then it was like, oh wait, that's okay. Oh my God. If I cried like that, that'd be so cute. <laughs> uh, right. I was like, wait, can I do that? Cause I just sound like a mess. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so John Belushi's uh, Don Corleone is, uh, he was only, he's in therapy, and Elliot Gould's therapist is asking him how the death of his son, Santino, or Sonny, has affected him, and Don Corleone can only talk about business, and he won't open up, and then he says, well... Uh, let's try a different tactic and he says the ASPCA is after me about this horse thing which I fucking laughed at um so yeah the sketch then turns he says okay if you can't talk about how your son's death has made you feel then act it out and so John Belushi pulls an orange out of his pocket and oranges in the world of the godfather mean imminent death and the godfather suite is playing and John Belushi is acting out how the death of his son makes him feel and then it goes into the Don Corleone death scene from The Godfather which that's not a spoiler it came out 40 something years ago if you haven't seen it sorry Steph um an old man dies it's not that much of a spoiler um anyway so yeah he puts the orange peel in his mouth and he starts to have a heart attack and then he falls down on the ground and dies and then Lorraine Newman is playing a stewardess. And she's like, oh my God, I completely understand how he feels. I can absolutely relate. I went through the same thing when I had to make a decision to become a stewardess. And she was, I wasn't totally sure it was necessary to the sketch. Like it went on like two minutes too long. It could have, you know, ended with his death and the session ending and them leaving, which is how it ended just with a bit about Lorraine Newman becoming a stewardess in between. Yeah, the stewardess didn't really make much sense, but she was kind of funny. She said, you know, I knew I had a bitch and bod and a good personality, so I became a stewardess. I thought it was funny, but I was like, why is this happening right now and right here? Right. The next bit was an ad for this product called New Shimmer, and it was Gilda Radner and Dan Aykroyd, and they're fighting about what new shimmer is is it a floor wax or is it a dessert topping and chevy chase comes out and says it's both um it's a non-dairy floor wax the greatest shine you ever tasted like what don't eat floor wax yum (laughs) and then the next thing i believe it was like it was the song play misty for me but covered by like 12 people it was very confusing i don't know why it was there i don't know why it was funny i didn't think it was it was very weird i didn't understand what it was what it was trying to do i understand any of it um and then those little 
bits where Gilda comes out and she's like, she's talking to Elliot Gold and she's like, who's Lydia? You know, who's in your dressing room? Uh, I met everything that I said last night. And it was, it was just a little, a little cringe. Yeah. They, Elliot Gould introduces Anne Murray, uh, who performed The Call. And it was a song about a woman who was down on her luck and she just was asking people to give her a little bit of money so she could call her man. And it was a nice performance, but her outfit was so distracting. It was like a silken pajama set. It looked like something that my super old Italian great grandmother would wear. Like that. Yeah, it was just strange. And especially after seeing, um, I don't remember who it was, but the musical guest last the, in the last episode had such a great outfit. Oh, God. Martha Reeves. Yeah, Martha Reeves killed it in a sparkly jumpsuit and Anne Murray wore pajamas. So, yeah. Date, which I believe kicked off with anal play jokes, butt play. I don't know which I should include in the podcast, but... <laughs> whichever we think is better. Uh, yeah, that was... <sighs> what the fuck, man? Not what I want to be thinking about. Uh. <sighs> Chevy Chase, yeah, it was... No. He was talking about fingernails and no. Uh, uh. Although, the obligatory Gerald Ford joke this week I really thought was funny in that Gerald Ford was campaigning and he kissed a snowball and he threw a baby. <laughs> still makes me laugh that was funny when you said although i thought we were still talking about the chubby chase thing i thought you were gonna start talking about like the nails needing to be short because that is probably true not probably definitely um but yeah i mean yeah definitely true clip your nails for lots of reasons <laughs> wash under them <laughs> oh dear okay there was uh this Joke they did last week about Angola and Chevy Chase says, okay, I'm not going to cut to uh, our footage from war-torn Angola and it cuts to um, a pizza kitchen and it's some guy named Angelo making pizza and it's it's like a funny technical difficulty. So um, they did that again this week. Okay. Sure, yeah. It wasn't funny the first time. Haha, ha, people are dying. War tour in Angola. Let's go to Angelo. What the fuck? Chevy Chase made a joke about Ted Kennedy and water, and I can't quite remember what the joke was, but I know that it was like within five to six years of Chappaquiddick when Ted Kennedy killed a lady. So, you know, that was a thing. They really went for it. Yeah. Yes, they did. I've biked over that bridge. True crime nerd. Anyway, Lorraine Newman had a bit about toxic waste being launched into outer space and how it could annihilate everyone on earth two to three times over and then it exploded it's like cool mass death that whole deadly gas thing a little little whack i'll say it (laughs) speaking of whack we played the jam it all out again wasn't great the first time was somehow even worse the second time even though it's the same thing yeah when they cut back to uh so Chevy Chase, he's standing there, or he's sitting there, rather, with with Michael O'Donnell, um, who is the wife in the in the gym at all ad. Um, and he's saying, like, oh, I'm just tired of being left home while you get to come out and do all this. It was just weird. 
It's really homophobic, really gross. At the end of the argument, Chevy Chase goes back to the weekend update desk with a false high-pitched voice. Um, <laughs> there was a bit about uh, there being killer weed out in the market. And uh, Chevy Chase then proceeded to list all of the symptoms of the killer weed. And they are the it's what happens when you get high. And he says, if you find any of this, you need to place a weed, place a weed, place the weed in an envelope and send it to one, two, three, whatever street. It was the, it was Chevy Chase's address in New York and I, at rock center, whatever. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny. Sure. Send me weed. Yeah. I got to test it out make sure it's safe. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I, operated when I worked in in places that serve food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Instead of doing news for the hard of hearing, this week it was news for foreigners. I didn't quite catch what they said. Well, it wasn't really a language at all. It was just Chevy Chase kind of making up and nonsense stuff. But he then, the only legible, the only words you could make out in what Chevy Chase was saying was President Ford and he said puthe. So yeah. Hilarious. When Chevy Chase said news for foreigners, I literally wrote down, oh, this won't be problematic. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. We might as well be go- going here now, you know. Um <laughs> oh, the next bit was the bees. Um, except they were killer bees except they were a little bit racist about it because these killer bees were, um, they were coming over the border is what the newscaster was saying. You know, these killer bees are coming over the border. Um, And so when we see the killer bees, they're the bees, except they, um, you know, they have sombreros and they're speaking with a Spanish accent and yeah. It's racist as heck. And so, yeah, Gilda Radner and Chevy Chase are sitting on the couch and the bees, they're saying, we want your pollen. They're, they're here for the pollen. Just give us the pollen and no one will get hurt. And Gilda Radner's like, oh, we left the we left the pollen at Aunt Betty's. We have to go get the pollen. And the bees actually have Aunt Betty. And she's like, I had to tell them everything. And then one of the bees is like, okay, we're going to go for a walk. And I was like, is that a rape joke? Because that's not funny. It was like, he said, oh, we're going to go for a walk. And the rest of the bees were like, oh, yes, you are. He was like, "Mm -mm." yeah. yeah. And two of the bees, one of the bees names was Diego. And I believe another was called Taco Head. So, you know, just to give you an idea as to how this sketch went. I did not catch their names. Oh, but yes, there was um, basically what happened is Elliot Gould, he's talking about the um what was it like the bad village that they come from or whatever and he's going on this little monologue but the camera isn't on him and so he moves to be in front of the camera and he starts all over again and then the camera starts panning over to the carpet and Chevy Chase is like hey there's something wrong with and he calls over Lorne Michaels who um then has his first appearance on camera Baby Lorne! Uh, yeah, and so Lorne is trying to figure out the situation. He's swearing they'll, he'll fix it, and he's in this really cute reindeer sweater. 
And he's like walking back to the control room and like hitting his fist and pretending to be angry. And he gets back there and he starts arguing with this guy. And all the while, John Belushi is going, he, he now has a very emotional monologue and he's talking about the cameraman and how Lauren gave this down on his luck cameraman who used to be amazing. And then he became an alcoholic. He gave him a second chance and how it looks like, well, by the looks of it, it looks like he's been hitting the bottle again. And so Lauren is then up there yelling at this guy and also controlling the cameras and it's on John Belushi and John Belushi's speech ends with, and that's why I know Lauren Michaels is up there right now firing his own father. And it's like, what the fuck? Where'd that come from? And then Lauren's like, okay, I got this. We can run the cameras. And Elliot Gould's like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for this anymore. And everyone leaves. Because obviously the mood is ruined. Yeah. Um, but then to make the mood even more great gilda is like hey elliot do you have a minute um she wants to introduce him to somebody it's her mom and she's flown in from florida and her brother is on the way to also meet elliot yeah it was so awkward and it's elliot gold's like hey can we cut the commercial can we throw the commercial and they did i assume and then when we came back from commercial, quote unquote. Um, Elliot Gould is introducing an Albert Brooks film and he introduces it by saying, it's terrific, it is. And it's like, oh, that bodes well. It's not. He um, went to do audience testing and um, he's basically chronicling all of the findings. Um, it, uh, <laughs> yeah it honestly it's just draining to explain because it wasn't funny like if they were funny short films it would be one thing but it was just albert brooks explaining the research and saying this is the last film in the series and that you know hopefully maybe he'll be back and maybe at that point he'll be what the audience wants but right now he's not and it's like yeah i get it um and so yeah that if you are interested in finding Albert Brooks films, we will post the links, but yeah, not a hit for me. No, not a hit for me. Neither for Lorne. Nope. And we had another Gilda Radner with Elliot Gould thing. And it's like, how was this a thing? Yeah. She was like, Oh, you know, we both have big careers, our egos need to, you know, we need to make sure everything stays equal. I, don't, I really don't remember what she was saying. I'm just bullshitting. But um, <laughs> she basically said, it, you, you'll never become known as Mr. Gilda Radner. It's like, it just, the whole series of bits just made her look pathetic and whiny and weak. And it was like she was trying to, you know tell him that oh my career is never going to eclipse yours you don't have to be threatened like what the fuck it just yeah and maybe she wrote it i don't know but i didn't like it i didn't think it was funny (sighs) no i don't like the trope of like a woman chasing after a man who's fully not interested in her not really enjoyable um but what was enjoyable was the land of gorch everyone was having a good time in the land of gorch this week well everyone except plubis but Scred and Puta were having a grand old time. And 
I guess they've been having an affair for 400 years. Who knew? And they're reading the Joy of Sex book. And um, Pewter says, listen, if this affair is going to continue, I want you to tell Plupus about it. Um, and so Scred goes to Plubus and he's like, hi, I have something to say. And Plubus is like, ah, listen, well, I, I think my wife is cheating. Oh, there's before, more. Well, no, before Scred goes to Plubus, Pewta, when Scred, Scred says something to Pewta that Pewta didn't like, and Pewta hit Scred. And Scred was like, hit me again. And it was like, what? And yeah, I guess it's not surprising, but I guess now we know Scred's a sub. So, you know, good to know. Scruddy little kinky bitch. <laughs> yeah, so he goes to Plubus, who I guess also knows that Scred is a little kinky bitch because um, Plubus starts talking about what he's going to do to the the guy who is sleeping with his wife. And it's it's a bunch of, like, just sort of pushing him around. But, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. There was some hitting, there was some choking. It was, Scred wanted to know what page that was on. It's like, oh my. So yeah, Plubus goes back to writing to Dear Abby and then Scred goes to see the Mighty Favog. Yeah, and the Mighty Favog is real excited to hear about the Scred and Puta tea. Um, and he tells Scred that he can sort of find what he's looking for on his own. He doesn't need Pewta. He just needs to go to page 212 in the book. Yeah, it was, honestly, it was the funniest Land of Gorch bit that I've seen this season. I really fucking enjoyed it. I just thought the premise of Muppet sex and the Muppets reading The Joy of Sex was just, I. it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, Muppet sex. It was great. I love my sex positive muppets yeah and then there was a sketch that i believe was mocking like newfangled birthing ideas that were coming about or new age birthing ideas coming about in the 70s uh it was jane Curtin talking to two doctors played by dan Aykroyd and i want to say elliot gould but maybe chevy chase and Dan Aykroyd was pretty much describing all of these new procedures and techniques of how the doctors keep baby and mother safe. And it was something about Pearl Harbor and they were shooting confetti into the air. It was very weird. It was just strange. And I didn't think it was funny at all. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's my review on that. And then we went to Anne-Marie singing Blue Finger Lou. Yep. There was no outfit change, still in nightgown, just in case you were wondering. And then, okay, the 10 to 1 sketch was Al Franken and Tom Davis. And I get the point of what they were trying to say. I felt it could have been done differently. But again, it was 19, this is 1976 now. So, you know, can't expect too much. But Al Franken and Tom Davis pretty much imagined American history or what the world would look like in 1976, if the Native Americans had, um, if the Native Amer if the Native Americans were the majority culture in the U.S. and 
the white men were the minority. And this TV show that Al Franken and Tom Davis are on is called Pow Wow with the Press. Meet the Press. Um, but uh, most of this sketch, we can't say because it was pretty much just slurs the entire time. And it was Native Americans referring to um, their cars were named after like minority groups of white people uh someone from the bureau of white man affairs was on the show uh the nicknames for the teams the sports teams were it was a it was a slur for italians and the cleveland baseball team was a slur for jewish people and their mascot was a little screaming rabbi it was and that i mean washington dc just their football team just changed their name like th this year. So I'm glad that it took 40 something years for, you know, this to catch on truly, but you know, it was just racist and I get it. Like I, I get that they were saying like, we use native terms, we throw them around and we name sports teams after them. And this is what the equivalent, this is what it would look like the other way around. And how does it make you feel? But I don't know when you're up on stage saying the Jew white man knows the value of a Buffalo chip and they're stealing our women and raping our Buffalo. I don't know. I just, no, thank you. Yeah. They just did not need the anti-Semitism. They, they... <laughs> they didn't need any of it. I could have done it differently and I get it maybe it wouldn't maybe the subtlety it wouldn't have gotten the point across but again my god it's just offensive um yeah yeah then the end um we see Gilda and Elliot getting married yep it was a wedding the good nights were a wedding and Elliot Gould's just like okay well whatever good night and then in the credits, which I'm going to start watching the credits more because I believe there are show in jokes and Don Pardo is hilarious. Uh, as the credits are scrolling, it says directed by Dave Wilson, but Dave Wilson is crossed out. And then as Don Pardo is doing the rest of the announcements, he says Dave Wilson was played by Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels was played by Dave Wilson. And guess who played Don Pardo? And I, again, snickered. It was funny. That's cute. I can't believe I haven't noticed that. Did you have a favorite sketch? My favorite sketch was probably like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I did like the killer bees. Like I liked that it had a little bit of everything, um, but all of what that everything was sucked so bad, um, like so hard. So my favorite sketch was the new shimmer ad. Okay. I, my favorite, I'm going to have to go with um, the joy of Muppet sex. It was, it was too good. There was not a bad thing about it. It was funny on every count. Yep. I love it. Did you have a least favorite? My least favorite of the night was probably that birthright um, sketch because I didn't really understand how that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. You can make fun of you know, this new age medicine in a way that's funny. I assure you there's got to be a way that's funny and that's not it. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that I've seen it. And, you know, I have 
friends that have had babies in all manners of ways and everyone's happy or at least, you know, everyone seems pretty happy. So as long as you're having a baby in a safe way, I really don't care how you're doing it. So yeah, I think that's it for us. You can find us on all major pod platforms. You can like, and that's where you can like, subscribe, rate and review. You can also send us emails at satnighthighpod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. Our at is satnighthighpod. Night is spelled N-I-T-E on Twitter. Our, our website is satnighthighpod.com. And yeah, that is it for me. I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph. Happy highs. Happy highs.